Hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Um, mediocre. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Good. Hanging in there. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee, and I am a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant at the same out-of-hospital practice as you. And, and today... We're talking about expecting the unexpected. Like the fact that Meredith is not here for the first time. So ever. it's just the two of us. Yes. So um, this has been a crazy, crazy week. It just, so, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. But it's been a crazy, crazy week. It's like, this is like the week of 2020. It's like 2020 has been a crazy year where all of us have had to learn to expect the unexpected. And then this week is happening. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's what is happening. I don't know what's happening. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening, why it's happening, and how our week is going yep. on Tuesday. Did you ever read 1984 when you were in school? I, mean, I thought I graduated in 1984. No, you weren't there for that. No. <laughs> Before you finish that story, I'm just going to say this one. Yes. Uh, I was at the pool with Meredith last week, and um, I was giving this lady my email address about my kids going to swim team, and in my email is the number 84, which is the year I was born, and she goes, oh, does that mean you were, you graduated in 1984? And Meredith said I looked like I was about to kill somebody. <laughs> my eyes just got, like, really big, and I went... No. <laughs> and afterwards, I was like, I should have said, yeah, that's the year I graduated out of my mom's vagina. <laughs> Is that when you were born? Yes. I don't think she took a good look at you. She, I mean, probably not. I'm hoping. I'm hoping she didn't take a good look at me because I was like, God, that is like one of the worst things you could say to me anyway no i have not read the book 1984 but okay. i was born in 1984 yes george orwell like predicted all of this i i don't think oh i have heard about that though yeah i mean essentially we're just slowly becoming this government-run military state of a world it's just it's crazy to me like with all this stuff going on with meredith taking care of her family and unexpectedly us going to birth you know that we didn't think we were going to and I went to Walmart and I tried to go in the door with my mask on and it was locked like the Walmart they make was, you go in one door right so I went to the other door and there were two lines and it was like you may not enter here and the it wasn't even working to go in so I was like wait so I'm going in the right going out the left there's a man standing there nodding at me I nodded him am I supposed to nod at him is this like how the thing is this how it goes like nod at the person to your right walk in wear your mask do this and I'm like shit it's happening. Like, yeah. it's literally happening. I'm going in exactly where they want me to go. I'm coming out exactly where they want me to come out, talking to people that I never would have made eye contact with otherwise because I don't like human beings. And it's <laughs> like all that's missing is, well, I would say it's missing, is the video screen hanging in our bedrooms telling them what us to do every day. But we have it. Like, they're already yeah, watching us through our, our computers phones. and our phones. It's crazy. Yeah. When I go into Walmart, I 
get really I actually have a fun time with the arrows on the floor that are like do not enter this aisle this direction oh and I'm God. like it's, it gives me like a small little shot of like adrenaline every time I'm like F you arrow going the wrong way I did it too walking the wrong way down the pi- paint aisle watch and me go I sing the Beavis and Butthead thing like breaking the law breaking the law <laughs> yeah. and then I do it and I just do it every time I don't know why <laughs> And everyone's always looking at me like some people laugh and nod like we're friends now forever. And other people are like, ew, you're the reason everyone's dying. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I heard that term. I was, what is it? Authoritarian. What is it? It's like you. I have a phobia of authority. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that pretty much sounds like me. So it's like any little chance I get to like kick it to the man. I'm like, <laughs> screw you, man. Even if it means walking the wrong way on an arrow. Yeah. What would you say if someone confronted you about it? Uh, probably nothing if it's a stranger <laughs> i'm getting better at confronting people if it's a stranger probably nothing i'd be like well you are welcome to walk the wrong way against the arrow out of my general area and then try and find another aisle with the correct area so that you can circle back around you son of a bitch you should just ignore them and turn your back because then they would have to run <laughs> all the way around the aisle like don't move <laughs> i'm coming for and you then when they come to down the next aisle, just turn around to the just next go way. the right way I'll just turn the opposite direction you can't go both ways in an aisle this is what our world is becoming i know i know god i love saturday was rules. fun though yeah saturday was fun okay so this is the, the i don't this isn't the first thing that has happened to us but we have our practice and we usually already always have somebody like a midwife on call birth assistant on call and a backup um because of coronavirus and all this crazy stuff that's happening, the the worst thing that's happening right now is that poor Meredith, um, her grandmother had to go into the hospital. She wasn't doing well. And Meredith had to go leave to be with her. Her grandmother probably could get care, but because of coronavirus and everything that's happening in the hospitals, they can't get her into a, a better hospital um, to get better testing, better care for what's going on. Um, and it's not just her grandmother. This is literally part of whatever's going on. And this sounds really mm-hmm. conspiracy theoretical. It's not, <laughs> but I've seen it happen you so many times. You can't get into the hospital. People are literally dying. People are literally dying because they can't get into the hospital for normal medical care. Um, and so now Meredith's going to have to stay with her grandma for... We, we don't know how We don't long. even know how long. But they called every hospital from here to Vermont. And I guess there are people in every single emergency room just waiting for a room. And they've been there for mm-hmm. weeks. Like our maternity, maternity, our hospital care, our medical care is not set up for a crisis like this. Yeah. And it's not because the hospitals are so full of COVID people. No. It's because there's so many people that were waiting to go to the hospital for other things because of COVID that now the hospitals are getting overrun with other people having different issues besides COVID. And some of the things, though, that they're calling, um, what is it called? Um, surgery that you choose to have. <laughs> My brain Elective. Is elective surgery. I can't think anymore this week. Good Tuesday. Um, elective surgeries, though, they're not, they're, they call it elective surgery, but some of these are like life-saving surgeries that people have put off, you know, for whatever reason. They want their daughter to get married first because what if they die during the surgery? So some of these elective surgeries are absolutely necessary and it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I feel more power to all the people and all the good vibes to everyone in the medical system because it's a damn nightmare. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. So then we've been talking about probably since what, like December, 
that we had been planning for even for people to have like backup for for us to have backup so that we could have the week weekend of the hoot nanny off off call. Yes, it's one and of the so, few I ask for. Yeah, and so because I like to get punched drunk. We had we had one client through Linden Tree who had been having prodromal labor for weeks, and then Meredith gets weeks. And, and Meredith was her primary midwife, so Meredith gets called to go be with her grandmother, and so we were like, you know what's going to happen? She's going to have her this baby. This mom's been having contractions for weeks and weeks. She's going to have her baby on the night of the hoot nanny. And I was just Meredith's backup, because I had yeah. only met this mom one time just on the off chance that Meredith was with one of the other Linden Tree moms. Like, I was not supposed to go to her birth. It was Meredith's client. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And I had met her once as the um, assistant. And so we are at the Hoot Nanny having a grand old time. Luckily, we were not drinking. I had a drink in we the morning. Knew, we, knew be- we knew because confession. Meredith was gone that we had to be on call. But we were just like, we just know that the universe is going to make this happen because that's what happens to us. Right. And so we were not drinking. I, I did have like like you said, like one or two drinks earlier in the day, um, but it had worn off by then. And it was so hot out. I mean, I think most of us were just like guzzling water. Yeah. Yeah. But we were having such a good time. And so it's like much fun. Right at that, that time of evening when like you're really starting to have a good time. People are starting to like. Extra people are showing. Emily just walked up yes, the driveway. Yes, I was people like, are like, we're on our way now. It's yeah. starting to cool down in the evening. Like people are starting to sink into the party and feel comfortable. And then we get the call that this mom is having contractions every two minutes <laughs> and Meredith it sounded like I was like jello and she's like hey actually I didn't answer my phone no, I didn't either I, I had wasn't left it, on call <laughs> I had left it on the I had left mine on the tailgate while we were in the creek and we were just checking it like yep. off and on and yep. so Terrence she called Terrence and Terrence walked over and was like uh you're not answering your phone <laughs> whoops a doozle Sorry. So then we took a few minutes to make fun of Meredith's... Um, Poor Meredith. I don't want to say making fun, but I was like, you know how Meredith it is. Is She likes to meet everyone's needs above and beyond. Like, Poor Meredith. If Penny just looks to the right, Meredith's like, Penny, would you like me to help you walk to the right? So Terrence and I are like laughing about like... And he's like, she's just so amazing. I was like, she is amazing. But is this mom really in labor? Yes, she was. And we were joking around <laughs> back and forth because we're like... She's been prodromal laboring for weeks. If Literally. she's having contractions that are two, two minutes apart weeks. and they're not even a minute long and she's still saying she's not sure, she's not in labor. And so then, and then like, we're waiting for Meredith to give the heads up and then Meredith is finally like, no, now she's saying she does know you need to go. And so we jump in the car. Jessica, listen, I put my clothes on. Yeah. I changed because I had been, I was swimming in the creek with the kids shooting people with water clothes, guns. So I was wearing jean shorts and a bathing suit. She went, she was in the creek. So she just went in her bathing suit, shorts and a shirt. Yeah. Which she had on for another 48 hours after that. You know how I roll. <laughs> so we just went and I'm glad we did. But uh, before we talk about that, I want to talk a little bit more about poor Meredith and her guilt complex. Oh, my Everybody God. could just send out loving vibes to Meredith this Please. week. Please, She's having a hard, hard time, and she's trying so hard to do the right thing for her grandma. And, and to she's be trying present so for hard. everyone in her practice. And everything, everything in our practices is, like, literally dumping on our head right now. And poor Meredith, who we're like, what you're doing right now is the most important thing you can do in your life, and we can cover everything else. 
we she's just got like, this. I just feel so bad because you guys are doing all this for my practice and I didn't set up this and I didn't set up that and the, the hoot nanny and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, listen, this is what this is the time when you have a village so that you can do this really important thing and not feel guilty. But she's going to feel guilty anyway. So why she, else would we why do we even have a village if we can't? I mean, usually I our know. village just entails bitching and drinking, but we're actually doing a we village thing right now. Something. Yeah, <laughs> I feel Thank you, Meredith. You're making me actually feel important. I which... know. I feel good about myself right I now. Know. <laughs> so anyway, we jump in the car and we're like, well, we're having such a fun time at the Hootenanny. We're going to make the best of this drive. Yes. And so we like we're rocking 80s music all the way down the interstate. Yelling on the top of our lungs. Yeah. We were not going to let. Then there was like a big old, there's a big old, uh, as we pull into this lady's neighborhood, there's a, a big old speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped short and I like grab Kim's boob and I'm like, hold on there. Hold, hold still. Ah! I got you. I got you. We just laughed so hard. <laughs> it was so great. And then we totally brought it down. Yep. We brought it down for the birth, which is amazing. Put on our Corona masks, marched into that house. Thank goodness this woman had like the most amazing birth amazing in the history Stunning. of ever um we, we say that a lot we're lucky Let's, we see yes, a lot of good births yes. we got there well we got there at like eight ish she had her baby by like nine thirty. Um, crazy right yeah and listen that baby was full on sunny side up sunny side up if that baby were not sunny side up, i don't we wouldn't have made it no there's yeah. no way Came right out in the birth pool, just staring right up at us. And I was like, oh, that's, there's our problem. I thought that's... to myself, I was like, I wonder if this is a better welcome to the world than coming out staring Looking straight at, at your butthole. mom's asshole. <laughs> it's like, what's better, me and Kim staring down at you in masks <laughs> or your mom's puckering asshole being in Either your face? Either way, it's like an alien invasion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. And that's all these kids know. Yeah. Masks everywhere. <laughs> and so the baby comes out. Everything's beautiful. Her postpartum, beautiful. So amazing. Couldn't have asked for a better birth. Um, we get all the postpartum stuff done, clean up. We're back at the Hoot Nanny by like 12 30, 1 o'clock. I was out. Kim was like, I'm done, tapping I'm out. Tapping out. I but then Yeah. I camped out in the tent. I came home. We came home to a drunk Emily in my hot tub. Drunk Emily. She was like Tequila Emily. Jess, you want to take one more shot of tequila? And her boyfriend's in the background going, No, no don't do it. And I'm like, I think I'm kinda tired. I'm probably gonna hit the air mattress up on I'm the gonna, hill. I'm gonna get into my tent and go to sleep. And I walk into my tent and Brian's in there with both the kids and the dog. And I open the door and I'm like, God, why is a dog in here? It smells like crap. Get her out. <laughs> so Brian's like, okay, and he brings a dog to the house. So then my house smelled like crap, but it's fine. I mean, it's a bigger area. But then we got up. We dog were all up by tent. like nine cooking pancakes and sausage, and we played, played cornhole and had, had a morning champagne. shot of tequila to yeah. wake up. I took that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. It was so much fun because yeah, then we awesome. knew we were like less on call. Than what was going on before. Because we have well, one other client in her window. Well, but one, she's, Listen, one morning drink is not yeah. going to put a professional drinker out oh, for no. the day. <laughs> for sure. It but, was just so glorious. We sat out there relaxing until 4 o'clock. And I know. then we were like, oh my God, it's 4 o'clock. And then I went home and I took the best nap ever. Expect the unexpected. We did. Mm -hmm. We met it face on, face yep. to face. And then it turned out great. Yeah. And, I mean, things are still happening, because then we found out later that Mary is probably going to have to be gone for a week. So now we're recording episodes. We might have to record next week's episode without her, um, which is sad. 
We're probably going to have another birth together with a mom that I've met a single time. Yep. Yep, because it's another one of Meredith's clients. But we'll see. She might wait for Meredith to come home. Um, and then one of our clients that we have together is like, all this stuff is going on. Yeah, through Premiere. All of this stuff's going on, and one of our clients gets uh, severe preeclampsia. And yeah. she's not supposed to be due until September. No. Nope. So that's also happening. Um, so she's probably going to have to have her baby this week. Which means you'll be out of town tomorrow. Yeah. So Katie, <laughs> <laughs> I need a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? We're just going to roll with it. That's what we're kind of with. It's like, expect the unexpected. When it rains, it pours. And so I think if we survive... And lemons and water and all that. Yeah, if we survive this next week to week and a half um, with our brains and minds intact... Which Let me I'm, see how many moms we have do at Premiere right yeah, now. Yeah, I can tell I'm feeling a little stressed because my armpits started itching again slightly <laughs> last night. I was like, oh, God. Because I don't actually feel stress, but it just shows up somewhere in my body. So I'll have like a breakout on my face and my armpits will itch. All right, I currently have 10 moms... 37 weeks and on I mean at premiere and three of them are between 39 and 40 wow and four of them are well into their 38th week <laughs> this could be a really fun week but we we really did not it's want, gonna be fine we did it really did not want to miss recording because we really try to get an episode out every week and so on top of all of that last week we sat down to record oh nine and we Sorry. had planned to record a double header last week so we should have had at least two episodes to last us two weeks we literally could not get ourselves we sat down we recorded half an episode it was the second time this has ever happened. It was like the worst things were coming out of our mouths. And we're like, we can't air that. No. That is way too much That's offensive to release to the public. But we couldn't get a grip on ourselves. So we had to trash the entire episode. And we're like, we'll record next week. And then this happened. And then Meredith's life turned upside down. But here we go. We're gonna, we are going to release we're doing this episode uh, so, by I don't Hooker know by Crook. What we're exactly, I guess we're just doing this. We could talk about unexpected things. And it goes into mm -hmm. birth, too. Yeah. Like, we plan for the unexpected, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yep. Yep. Mm. I'm just so glad that this birth, because it would have been, like, if, if we did all of that and that birth, like, had a monkey wrench thrown at us, I was... But it, but it just went so magically beautifully. It was like, thank you. I know. Thank you, universe. I know. I know. It was awesome. And then I was like, oh, now Meredith has to pay me something. <laughs> <laughs> I unexpectedly made money this weekend uh, instead of getting drunk. I'm kidding, Meredith. I love you so much. She's not going to listen to this. <laughs> yes, she will. <laughs> I don't think she listens to her own podcast. And then she'll cry every time we laugh because she's not here with us in this moment. Her fear of missing out is great. It's great. And now it's happening. So I think we should just talk for a whole second part of the episode about how much we love Meredith and how much we are okay with the fact that we're doing all of this stuff. This yeah. is not a uh, bash session. Oh, maybe I'll just get on Instagram and Facebook and say, everybody send us something you love about Meredith, and then we'll read it for the second half. I'll bet yes. we'll get enough people to cover the second half. Let's do Because oddly enough, some 500 plus of you guys still listen to us every week. It's like you have nothing <laughs> else to do. Thank you. Please And we thank that. you, and we appreciate it <laughs> so, so much. much. So, so much. And we got our new cards, so we can start passing those out. Yeah. And I can't wait for us to start going to, like, workshops. and. You know that once fall comes, I'm going to kick into high gear. I'm going to start working on our that. advertising. I will. I did it last year. Do you know what happens to me in the fall? What? 
premiere goes back to being busy. Actually, it starts now. Like right yeah. now, we have all these moms. So we have all these people. Linden Tree just got yeah. fucking rained on with moms who we yep. love. Yep. And Jen goes on maternity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a good I'm going to be getting my ass handed to me on a delicious platter. Well, it's a of- good thing that you don't do anything that's technically related to the podcast. We just need you to sit down for like an I hour a week here. and talk into a microphone. Thank God. Talk into the mic. <laughs> Sniff the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying that. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, that this fall is going to be nuts. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Be ready because if all of our nurses get called again, I'm going to call you to attend all right. a home birth. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. That sounds good. What happened this weekend, and it was great. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a, a little bit before our break. Let's fill like five minutes of times that we were at births when something really unexpected happened. Really? Yeah. I know you're not prepared for this at all. I'm just going to throw it right at I'm you. I'm I'm going to start with one. Okay. So at one time, so when you have a mom who's had like, she's on her fourth baby, and she's had all home births, and everything's always went swimmingly. Um, she's a great birther. It's always fast. Whenever you have those births, you're like, you just kind of be, expect them to be like, okay, this is going to the same thing's going to happen this time. We're going to show up. She's going to push out her baby. We're going to clean up. We're going to go home. Um, and so I went to this birth once where I was like totally expecting that to happen. And so we get to the house and we go to like normally check heart tones on the baby. And we check the baby's heart tones and the heart tones are at 40. And we're like, uh, and she's like, like four. How long did you listen? Oh, a while a while like a few minutes and it stayed at 40 um it stayed at 40 at least through like for like two minutes what? and so we like roll her over it was like thank goodness we started to listen at that moment so we like roll her over I, they did go back up before we transferred it sounds and like so, she just compressed her cord like yeah a lot. it was for s- several minutes so but then they went back up but then we were like, she's only like four centimeters dilated. So we were like, please tell All me. All right. Transferred her. Yes. Okay. Emergent transfer. <laughs> called nah, an ambulance. Sent out energy. And so like we're, but, but then it's like, that was so unexpected. But then we get to the hospital and we get, and baby's heart tones are completely normal. Stayed completely normal. She had the vaginal birth that we had expected her to have the whole time, just in the hospital. Um, so it was just like that was one of those things where it was like this was completely unexpected and out of the blue and just it's weird things that happen. But it's also like if we hadn't listened right at that minute, we might have not have ever heard that and she right. might have just had her baby normally at home. She would have had her baby normally at home or something worse could have happened if we hadn't changed her position right at that moment. It's just so crazy. Those births are really hard for me, the ones where and it's always the couple that not that any couple wants to transfer to the hospital, but there are some where it's like. If they transfer, it's going to suck. But if they transfer, it's going to be no less than traumatizing. And it's always the no less than traumatizing category that gets transferred to the hospital. And the transfers to the hospital that turn out perfectly, which are always, it's like, thank God. But also, why did we transfer? So we had a mom, and I don't remember when it was, a year ago, two years ago. But her heart rate was, the baby's heart rate was super tachycardic. And it didn't matter what we did. It just wouldn't go down. So obviously we have to transfer. We get to the hospital and I'm expecting like an emergency cesarean. Yeah. And they were like, let's just see what happens. And I remember sending Kim a picture of what was happening because I just couldn't believe that it was happening and nothing was being done. But I know the hospital's protocols are different. So that baby's heart rate stayed at 180 for three hours. Wow. No variability. 
So yeah. I kept asking, like, is this normal? There's no variability. It's tachycardic. Like, she's getting an IV. She's getting all this stuff and nothing's happening. And they're like, no, no, there's good variability. And I'm like, huh. I'm not seeing it. I don't see it. Am I, am I not? I don't understand. So it was three hours of tachycardic, no variability. And, and she had a perfectly normal baby. Perfect. She started pushing. The baby came out great. Yeah. Totally unexpected. So, of course, in my mind, I'm thinking full-out resuscitation, this is going to be horrible. So I'm like whispering to the mom and like, just focus on me. Focus on her. Don't look anywhere else. Everything's fine. The baby's probably going to be taken away, but don't worry. Everything's fine. And then the baby comes out screaming and they're looking at me like, why are we here? And I'm like, well, shit. Like, I'm so happy your baby is okay. But now I feel like, why are we here? (laughs) But it was for a really good reason. It was for a good reason. And I wouldn't change it. But it's still like those are the unexpected things. Yeah. And that's pleasantly, happily unexpected. But And it's unexpected, too, because it's not even just hospital policy. It can be between providers as well. Because I've had a client before who was like pushing, first time mom, baby's heart is dipping down into like the 60s and is like pretty 50, 60 staying there as she's pushing, pushing, pushing. And I'm like... How long are they going to let this go on? Yeah. And they just kept letting it go on, kept letting it go on. And it's like, again, that same thing happened where it was like, oh, baby's perfect. Baby comes out. Baby's perfect. Yep. And it's like, it's just so hard to know because then you'll have babies that have been perfect the whole labor. Perfect. Yeah. Like my little blueberry. Yeah. Nothing unexpected happens at at all. all. And then they come out and they're just like, yeah, well, I'm just not going to breathe. Yep. At all. That's not yeah. going to happen. And I had a client like that, too. It was the craziest resuscitation I've ever seen. And I was just like, yep, that, that baby's not breathing even still. Still not breathing. Still yeah. not breathing. I'm like, what is happening? It's just you have to know the unexpected is going to happen at any yeah. moment. Yeah. Which is why you have trained people to be around you. <laughs> that was slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I trying to say here? I don't, I don't know. know. I've literally attended hundreds and hundreds of births and you're like, tell me something unexpected. Um, I can't. <laughs> it's always unexpected. I can't think of everything's always unexpected, but you just learn so much because you, we have all these fears as birth workers. Like people will ask like, what's your biggest fear? Shoulder dystocia. What's your biggest fear? A baby that won't breathe. You are so good. Listening. Thank you. She sneezed. Um, but I when, don't have the Rona. No. <laughs> but then when they happen, you realize that you know what you're doing or not. I mean, hopefully you do. And then. Well, that's always how we've always realized we knew what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> or so we claim we've claimed. And then hopefully it, it works out. But, um, you know, as the years go on, you, you do end up like, you know, your biggest fears are coming. How are you going to handle it? And I think the fear of the unexpected, it's worse than when it actually happens it's like moms that have you know severe type a personality and they're like i can't fathom labor because i don't know what's coming and i don't know what to do and they're freaking out and i'm like well lucky for you when your primal stage kicks in you're not going to have to worry anymore because you're just going to do it and i think for me it's the same way like i know all the things that i'm afraid of happening at births but when they do happen you just take care of it kick in go into get it done mode yeah that weird thing happens where everything shuts down time moves slowly time moves slow moving through water yeah you don't hear anything or see anything but what's happening yeah that's always expected that always happens but the more you do it the more you learn to reach out of that void and start talking to other people too yeah 
but the more you yeah. get used to it. Yep. It's really crazy. Oh my God. And the one of the most unexpected things, and I know I've told this story is the mom that Katie and I attended together. She was my nurse and she was told by two different tests an ultrasound and a blood test that she was having her fifth boy. And it was a girl. And it was a girl. And it took us 20 minutes to realize it because we weren't looking at her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun and unexpected. That is. Uh, oh, and that was. And they were so happy, too, because they were like they had wanted a girl so bad. And then it's like uh, the it's dad just boy. said, now I can stop having babies or something. <laughs> or now I can get fixed because now I don't have to do this anymore. I don't know. Yeah. The mom still was in shock at her two day visit. She was like, I just literally am in shock and I don't know what to think about it. Yeah. And every time I change her diaper, I'm like, huh. It's a that's vagina. That's a vagina. Yep. <laughs> oh, the birth world is full of the unexpected. It really, really is. And I think that's how it's supposed to be. Because there's so many things in life that you that are so controlled and expected nowadays. There's got to be some things that remind us that we're not in control. Yeah. Um, and I think those things are important. Like Meredith being gone for a week. Yes. We and, cannot control that. And the fact that... Not everybody would have the resources, the ability to take a week and go do this very important job, which everybody should be able to do that. Um, so the fact that she can do that unexpectedly, like, it makes me happy, even though it's a sad situation, just because those are the things that we need to be able to be there for, the most important moments and times in life, life and death and all of that. Yep. All right, let's go to our break, and then we'll figure out what we're talking about after our break. Oh, I'm going to ask for people to say something nice about Meredith, and we'll see what happens. All right. Hopefully there's enough nice things to say. <laughs> I don't know. She is kind of the worst. All right. We'll be back soon. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So our sponsor for today's episode is once again our Teespring shop. Do you love cute shirts with birthy sayings on them? Do you love our logo? Would you love to have a mug or a bag with our logo on it? Well, if you like any of those things, then our Teespring shop is the place for you. Um, we will put a link to it in our posts on social media, um, but it's the Wine About Birth Teespring, and we are really trying to raise money in order to get a professional to add closed captions to our YouTube videos so that the deaf community can enjoy our podcast as much as the hearing community. So check out our Teespring shop and um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. Do you know what I did during that delightful, that so-called delightful break? I do. And I'm pretty sure they do as well because you said what you were going to do before we closed for the break, but you should say it again. No, no. I'm talking about I went inside to get water and watched my six-year-old, who we all know is Satan, <laughs> pick a piece of toilet paper out of his butt and Ugh. then hold it up and go, ha, I had toilet paper stuck in my butt crack. And they don't even use Charmin. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, go wash your hands. To w That started a huge fit about how he didn't touch poop and didn't need to wash his hands. Ugh. You but, touched your literal asshole. So disgusting. I can't. The other thing I did was I just said 15 minutes ago, like, hey, you guys, tell us some nice things about Meredith. And it was like, ding, 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 ding. So we'll just read a couple. Keep them coming. And before we do that, yes. I think you should say what Chuck said. <laughs> and this is the this is the eloquence of Chuck. I love it. I went into the bedroom because he's he's sitting in the bedroom watching a movie and keeping the kids away from us for a hot second. And I said, hey, 
uh, we're doing this thing for Meredith where we're all saying something nice. And do you want to say something nice about Meredith? And he said, yeah, she's a, she's a good person. (laughs) (laughs) And I held a straight face and I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And he goes, you know, just a real good lady. (laughs) So yeah, she's a good person and a good lady. And I was like, Yes, she is. And what I, else do you want me to say, Kim? Thank you for that. <laughs> and I'm going back out now. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about this good person and this good lady <laughs> who is experiencing the unexpected that we did not think was going to happen. Yes. Um, I love how Terrence, Terrence was the mm-hmm. on it. I don't know what he's... the first one. He's clearly not working today because as soon as I posted it, he answered within like 30 seconds. Yeah, I think he's on his lunch break. (laughs) Okay. He said her genuine love of life and her community. That is so true. Does that mean you love her love of community or were you saying you love us who are her community? (laughs) Both. Let's just say, let's just pretend he's talking about us. Yes. But that is true about Meredith. She has like the best love of life. Like she will just dive in to like whatever's happening. It doesn't matter what it is. Have the best time. Yes, all the time. Carp car dance party next to each other i'm in yes i'll do it let's do it dancing in the bikini dancing in bikinis in the rain in let's do it i know just like so amazing hiking up a mountain with hundreds of pounds worth of equipment to throw her best friends like the best uh wedding slash party ever on the top of a mountain and done also in (laughs) yeah Whitney said, so loving, caring, happy, uplifting, empowering, and funny. Miss seeing her face. So do we, and it's only been a couple days. I know. We miss you, Meredith. We miss you so much. My favorite thing about Meredith is that she is so sweet and so caring, but she also has this other side of her. Drunk Meredith? Drunk Meredith. (laughs) Drunk Meredith is a very angry, dark human. Drunk Meredith gets a little bit angry and violent. Drunk Meredith hates men. (laughs) It's always, it's like down with the patriarchy and it always makes me laugh so hard when she just gets on a roll. One time drunk Meredith was at a bar with us and, um, oh, we told it, do we, is I this don't know. The story? Uh, we're at this bar and, um, drunk Meredith is obviously there and there's like a convention going on. And so she walks up all happy cause she oh, wasn't going to be mad at you for telling this story. She wasn't violent Meredith yet. And, um, she goes, oh, what is this convention for? And the guy goes, oil fracking. <laughs> We're oil frackers. We held her down for the rest of the night. It and was she was very, just like, it was you very see awful. her face go, <gasps> Code red. Code red. <laughs> that was a fun night. That was really fun. All right, what else did they say? Um, so, you read Whitney's? Yep. Um, Jess- These are all in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, Sarah Armstrong said... That I've literally never seen you without a smile on your face. Well, then you haven't met drunk Meredith (laughs) at a fracker convention. Sometimes she smiles sarcastically at a fracker convention (laughs) when she says, look at you, you big man, aren't you special? (laughs) And by that, I mean an asshole. And she is always smiling and she has the best smile. Jessica Johnson, she has the best, the biggest heart and always there to listen. Yep. Um, I like Rebecca Morton's. It says her positive attitude and love for mamas and babies. She was an absolute blessing and encouragement during labor and birth. Are you crying yet, Meredith? 
If you're not crying, I'm disappointed because that was my whole motive. You better be crying. <laughs> Get out the tissues. We want you to cry some happy tears to go along with your sad <laughs> tears to balance out the universe. Katie C, so sweet and caring. Yes, she is. She actually does care. I think that's part of her downfall. She, she cares, cares so, so much. much. So much. She couldn't care more. I don't know about a more everybody. Caring person. All the time. All the things. All at once. Like when my mom came to visit a couple weeks ago, she was like, wait, wait, wait. We can't. I haven't, you need to tell me all about your weekend. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear every detail. And I'm like, really? What? Seriously? Because it's not that exciting. But she really cares yeah. about all the things. What's yeah. next? Keep going. Um, Amber Reed said, her beautiful smile, her positive, uplifting attitude. And can we talk about her beautiful curls? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Let's do it. I make fun of her when she doesn't wash her hair enough. I don't because I never wash. But my it's hair. only out of like I'm completely jealous. I love when her hair is always on like the very top of her head. Her all the unicorn, time. like a unicorn ponytail. Yep, she has a unicorn horn. And then there's those curls under her arms too. Because now those are know, hot. That armpit hair though. Yes. I want to dye those like rainbows one day. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's I do think she'd she be back. open to it. Yeah, that's really gonna bring some happiness and joy back into the, her life. The next time we go to Naked Spa, we should <gasps> like we should dye her underarm hair rainbow colors and our pubes. And our pube, our power muff. I'll grow a power muff and it'll be like and an afro we'll just, of rainbow. We'll dye it. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> we'll dye it and dye our pubes. I'm not, I can't dye it. <laughs> We're not gonna dye it. Every time we do a podcast, I'm like, I ran once and then I ate yeah. a whole pizza. Right. Whoopsie. Do you know what my favorite thing about Meredith is? What is your favorite thing about Meredith? It's an explanation. Chris, like, you know how people are like, what's the point of life? Like, why are we here? And everyone's always searching, like searching for the meaning of life. Yeah. And to me, it's like living every moment because there's no point of life other than how you live it. So yeah. like living every moment, Aerosmith. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> and Meredith is just like in it every single moment. She's always there to like validate everything you're saying, re like help you through everything, and then yeah. also make it better. Like, how can we make this moment even better? Every yeah. time she's around, like you can't help but like yeah. laugh or smile. And it's like I something know. silly she says or she's just like makes you feel like a hundred times better than what you are you know she's going through like one of the hardest things that she's she's going like will go through and um through it all she's number one the best person to be at her grandma's side through all of this but number two throughout it she still manages to have fun so last night she sent us a picture because she, she found <laughs> she's gonna be she, mad at you i don't care we won't show the picture <laughs> she found her grandma's old like sexy lingerie 90s <laughs> from like i don't know when would that have been like the 60s and 70s 50 years yeah. ago and so during all of this when she's having such a hard time there's so much stress she puts on her grandma's old 90s and sends us a picture of <laughs> <laughs> she's like gallivanting and it's so her amazing foot is all pranced up in the air i've never i don't think i've met anyone that doesn't you can't not like meredith like i mean if you're a narcissist and an asshole you're yeah. not gonna like her because she's not gonna make you feel like a better person but if you're a yeah. normal human being you're gonna love you're her you're gonna love meredith yes so if you don't love meredith meredith then we know some really good therapists if we don't if you don't love meredith you now know that you're a narcissist that's right talk to yourself <laughs> you're welcome chuck is walking around shirtless again hello he just wants us to talk about it let me see your bicep i like those uh those khakis what are you wearing jake from state farm khakis <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing the khakis with the big pocket the so khakis. that I can carry all my tools and my khakis. 
my khakis. <laughs> okay. So I am so excited. There's going to be so many more comments by tomorrow. And hopefully yes. she'll. Thank you for sending them. You guys just yes. keep sending them. So when she's feeling down, yes. she's so far away. We can't give her a hug. So we'll just keep sending positive statements to her and help her get through this time. For sure. And then... Um, Talking about expecting the unexpected, we had a really great... Um, How about embracing the unexpected? Can we say that instead? Embracing the unexpected. I did want to say that reminded me that when we're talking about these things that tend to sound negative when we're saying expect the unexpected in birth, um, I don't want parents to do that. That was more from like a birth worker standpoint. Right. Because um, we don't expect those things to happen. Um, that's just why they're unexpected, but we like to be prepared for them. And so for parents, I don't want parents to have to be like expecting negative things to happen because that those things have happened very rarely to us. Um, I want people to be to expect the best to happen and to be prepared for if unexpected happens, which is that's us. Yes. Prepared. That's my middle name. <laughs> is it? What? I thought your middle name was E. <laughs> it's not. I know. It's not that. What is it again? If I were a Smurf, I'd be Prepet. <laughs> Prepet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making it up. Yeah. Sounds- I'm trying to fill the void of Meredith's missing cackle laughter yeah. with stupid jokes. I just, we're learning from this that. There's just her. not enough joy without Meredith. We need her in our life. Because Jess and I are the emotionally dead ones, and yeah. Meredith like has so much life in her that We're she just breathes void. it into her. We just throw sarcasm back and forth like a or Carly tennis says, ball. Sarcasm. <laughs> the chasm of our sarcasm. We need you, Meredith. We need you. large and in charge. Please so, give us meaning. But going along with the expecting the unexpected, when we did our episode about um, advanced maternal age, um, we had a lot of people that responded to that. And so we had another birth story because this mom, when she was, you know, going in to give birth, they kind of made her expect that things would go wrong because of her diagnosis of advanced maternal age. And so her expecting the unexpected um, was the opposite of things going wrong. So I'm just going to read this story. Um Birth story being labeled advanced maternal age for our birth story of the week. So she says, I was 37 years old when I became pregnant for the first time. I remember when I went to my first OBGYN appointment and she said I was considered advanced maternal age. And the first thought that came to my mind was, what, are my eggs using walkers in there? Laugh out loud. (laughs) I have always been in shape and I've worked out in some way, shape or form. So my age never really was what I thought about when it came to getting pregnant. I did have to stop working out during my pregnancy because I started spotting. But other than that, I didn't have any other issues. Good job listening to your body, though. Some people have a hard time doing that. Um, My water broke 10 days before my due date. I labored for 22 and a half hours. I did an all-natural childbirth um, and was so empowered and would not change one single thing about my pregnancy or birth. We waited to find out what we were having and were blessed with a boy. Then, nine months later, oh, that's fast, I got pregnant again. Totally shocked, considering my eggs were considered old. (laughs) So old. I did have a few issues with this pregnancy. I started having contractions at 14 weeks and had to be seen every few weeks the whole pregnancy and lots of ultrasounds, which did not make me mad. It just meant I saw the baby more. I went into labor about a week early, and this time I only labored for seven hours. It was like night and day compared to my first pregnancy. 
Again, we did not know the gender and were blessed with another son, both born healthy. I'm beyond blessed and had to... I'm beyond blessed and had two pregnancies that were not bad at all and natural deliveries with no complications. Amazing. So for this mom, expecting the unexpected was actually um, expecting for things to go well. And they did. Because everyone was expecting for, I don't know, all her organs to all fall out or something. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone to die. <laughs> Those babies clearly had to heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main yeah, I reason. Know. I know, I know. Uh, Cut so, that out. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm feeling a little <laughs> weird about it. Um, but so yeah, so sometimes the universe gives you lemons. Or I mean, you know what? We had a really fun weekend, despite the fact that the universe was like, we did. This is your one day off. No, it's not. Ha ha. The, the only thing missing from that weekend was Meredith. That's true. Just like the first Hanesu nanny she was missing. I know. Damn it. That's all right. We'll make up for it when she gets married. We will. We'll celebrate it's that whole great. weekend. You guys are going to have to hear all about that. We're gonna it's going to be great. episode about Meredith's wedding and how amazing it was. It's going to be great. And it's going to be awesome. But we took that lemon and we cut it into slices and we pinched it into our tequila. We took a shot mm -hmm. and we were like, yes, universe, we ex we accept and embrace your unexpected. Yes. Had a beautiful birth, camped out. And you know what? I'm really hoping that despite our client, um, the fact that she's having a unexpected outcome that we were not thinking she would at this early in her pregnancy. Maybe her birth will be that amazing. The birth is still going to go amazing and the baby despite being early is going to do really well and we're going to do everything we can to make that happen. Um, so we're going to take these lemons and we're going to make them into margaritas. God, you put lemon in your margarita? No, we're going to take these limes and turn them into margaritas. Sometimes I do, actually. Oh, okay. Interesting. Basically, I can turn any kind of uh, citrus into a margarita. Into like, some drink sort of alcoholic beverage. Tequila. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And after that, after that birth, I'm going to come home and take a shot of tequila. I'm as not long gonna, I'm as not. that other client is not in labor. <laughs> We'll see what happens. I, I yes. hope she gets to wait for Meredith. Yes. All right. Before we keep talking about nothing. Yeah. We're going to end this episode. Okay. Um, so I think all we need to say to is that life does throw curveballs at you. Um, and you can catch them or you can dodge them. You can get mad or you can enjoy the game. I don't know. I just made that you up. You take the bruise that you get and draw something around it with a permanent marker and make it into something fun. Yeah. And then you, you can do take that. a shot of tequila. Also tequila. Laugh a little bit. And take more Maybe shots. Maybe cry a little bit. We're still talking about nothing. And then at the end of the day, all we have to say, say is cheers. cheers. <laughs> we miss you, Meredith. Miss you so much. <laughs>